0: Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast,
1: where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Excited to have Shashank Randev, who's a founder of VC at 100xVC, which is India's first venture fund to invest in early-stage startups using iSafe, uh, which is India's safe notes. Additionally, is a member of executive committee at people of indian origin chamber of commerce and industry an organization that works with reputed indian uh, uh, entrepreneurs investors and associations across the globe previously the founding member and vice president of Edge, the data platform by vc circle he led revenue product development and growth initiatives for close to seven years at edge shashank holds an undergraduate degree in bachelor's of engineering from macro university and an mba from uh, in International Management Institute, New Delhi. Welcome to the show, Shashank.
0: Thank you, Rohit, for having me.
1: Awesome. So, you know, how did you get your start into into venture investing and uh, uh, and, and to startups?
0: It's, it was quite non-linear for me, uh, Rohit. Um, um, Post engineering, I worked with uh, multiple organizations like Zelsar Technologies and NIT Limited, um, and then obviously went on to do my MBA from IMI New Delhi. Uh, Post which in 2009, I ended up becoming the founding member for VC Circle, where uh, the founder was uh, keen uh, to work on this platform called VCC Edge. And I got the opportunity to work with a fantastic team and moved based to Bombay to uh, set up a startup which was giving a SaaS platform as a service, uh, as a product service to venture capital and private equity uh, industry, which was just coming about. Uh, during those years and that those were the early days where I started getting a perspective on how investments are happening. Uh, the first uh, phase of evolution which was taking place f- from an investment uh, perspective on the venture capital and private equity funds uh, got to see a lot, lot of deals happening. A uh, lot of the current unicorns which is starting out over there and happened to see that journey. Now obviously with that vantage point, I got very intrigued um, and then, you know, uh, wanted to kind of understand more and get engaged within the ecosystem. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be part of a great journey at VC Circle. We got acquired by News Corporation in 2015 uh, and post which uh, I continued to head VCC Edge uh, for a year uh, up till 2016. Um, And then I ended up joining an early stage fund, uh, did a couple of deals over there, moved out, did, uh, you know, a couple of angel investments. uh, And then, you know, now with Sanjay Mehta at 100x.vc, where we are looking at investing, uh, you know, at early stage companies across India. And and as I said, it's been a very nonlinear journey, but very exciting. uh, And I'm looking forward to. Uh, continuing on this path because i think in so many aspects uh, just getting started
1: Correct. um so so you had a interesting journey you know you've been part of startups and then you got into into venture investing i wanted to understand what was your experience in raising uh, your your first VC fund
0: so that's a great question so you know Sanjay has been Part of the ecosystem for quite some time. He's done more than 100 plus investments uh, right. uh, in his personal capacity and through his family office, and also been, you know, uh, a personal mentor. And you know, always looked upon uh, the deals which he's done. And we, we, we uh, you know, when he was planning to set up 100 xvc dot Sanjay, along with Dinad, who's the partner at 100x, um, along with Yagnesh, myself, and then Watsil, all five of us. Uh, thought that there was a you know, perennial problem in the ecosystem and it could be addressed with a collective experience. And uh, fundraising was something which obviously was the next step. And uh, 100x.vc has a lead sponsor uh, uh, who happens to be uh, Sanjay Mehta's family office, Mehta uh, Family uh, Ventures. Yeah. And, uh, and we are starting with that particular corpus it's a semi-registered alternative investment fund uh, a category okay. one fund uh, which uh, invests uh, which will be investing in hundred plus startups uh, in um, 12 months uh, so hoping to kind of invest uh between 20 to 25 uh, per quarter correct and and
1: when you say you know it's a category one f- uh, fund so uh you know are there different types of VC funds and, you know, how's, how, how's your VC fund different from, from other, you know, bigger funds?
0: So, I think there are multiple types of funds. There are uh, category one, two and three. Uh, okay. One typically tends to be a venture capital fund. Uh, two tends to be a debt fund and you've got multiple of those like, you uh, 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 Um, you know, you've got... Uh, Two, three others, um, okay. which are in the same category. I'm essentially looking at uh, uh, venture debt as an instrument. And then there's obviously the last piece, which is uh, category two, category three, which is, which are hedge funds. So essentially, three fun- types of funds: uh, category one, two, and three. And uh, the only difference which we have as a as a uh, uh, as a fund is that we are the only SEBI registered category one fund. Uh, Uh, Looking at a investing in uh, 100 startups per year in the range of uh, 2.5 to 10 million INR and only through the instrument uh, called uh, safe notes. Uh, I think all the other funds, uh, despite the fact that they are category one, they tend to look at other formats of uh, deals. It could be equity, uh, could be convertible notes, uh, and in some cases could uh, could be debt as well. Uh, but the focus at 100x.vc is to make all their investments through safe notes
1: correct yeah interesting you you talked about safe notes so uh, so you know why why uh, safe notes and you know does it make it easier for a startup to raise funding
0: so I think that's a great question um uh, and you know so I'll give you a perspective in terms of uh, what's happening in the ecosystem? Um, so, so you know. So according to Department of Promotion and Industry and Internal Trade (DIPP), you know, okay. India has close to 300 plus incubators and accelerators. You know, managed under several schemes uh, provided by central and state government. And okay. as per for NASCOM, 40 to 42 percent of these incubators and accelerators are concentrated in Tier One cities. Okay. That being one point, uh, the other. Uh, uh, the other point is that there are a lot of startups coming out of Tier Two and Tier Three cities as well. So right. most recently, uh, Piyush Goyal, Minister of uh, Commerce and Industry, announced that the current number of registered startups with DIPP stands at 21,000 in 2019. Oh. That's a huge number, right? Uh, in fact, uh, in that in that uh, space. Um, Uh, We've been interacting with a lot of uh, incubation centers and uh, accelerators. We work very closely with them. Um, In fact, uh, we just launched our class one uh, of 2019 where we intend to invest in 20 startups. And uh, we've seen a great number of applications and just been very humbled and overwhelmed by the uh, applications we've received across India. And, And that is an indicator that the whole ecosystem is developing. No. now within that what is happening is um and i was recently reading a report uh, in fact from vcch uh, the where i was uh, the founding member that right. uh, you know on on a year on year basis uh, the volume of deals uh, for the first half of 2019 has been uh, significantly low across multiple categories and uh, the percentage of venture capital deals has taken the lead for the first time possibly in the last few years maybe you know for three years and a significant uh, percentage possibly less than 40 uh, as against to angel and seed deals, uh, has been the number between the venture capital deans right so that that is reflecting the market readiness for investments in more mature companies so what it says is venture capital funds today have enough money and they're getting more ready to kind of back uh, slightly mature and strong companies And vis-a-vis the number of deals which are being funded uh, uh, by angels and seed deals has been depleting for some reason or the other. Now, while the number of startups have been on the increase, access to seed capital still remains a huge challenge. And that's where I think Sanjay uh, and all the team members felt that the only way to fill this gap is through safe notes. Where... We intend to back hundred startups in a year, and you know, supporting the whole digital India movement. Now, what are iSafe notes? So, a, you know, a convertible note is a debt, while an okay. iSafe note is convertible security that is not a debt. So, startups okay. prefer iSafe notes or should prefer uh, because unlike convertible notes, they are not debt and therefore do not accrue interest. So, neither is it equity. Though for legal compliant uh, purposes i safe note uh, carries a non cumulative dividend of 0.0001% uh, but if the okay. startup fails uh, whatever money is left after uh, you know discharging other liabilities uh, you know, uh, will be returned to iSafe note holders. So in preference over equity shareholders until iSafe note holders receive their investment amount. So such liability is on the company and not on the founder individually. Now, Safe Notes as an instrument was originally created in Silicon Valley uh, based uh, seed accelerator called Y Combinator and it's been fairly successful uh, in terms of its usage. Um okay. uh, and the and what we've done is we've we've used the same format, but made okay. it applicable to the Indian law. So hence, ISIF. Oh, okay. The ISIF oh, okay. notes that the legal form of the compulsory convertible preference shares (CCPS).
1: Okay.
0: So and the reasons to u- yeah. the reasons to use the ISIF notes for early stage fundraising is that founders can close a deal with. investor as soon as both parties are ready to sign and the investor is ready to wire the money instead of trying to coordinate a single close with all investors simultaneously and most importantly you know it's it's as it's a flexible one-document security uh, without numerous terms to negotiate so I I safe notes uh, helps or intends to help startups and investors save money on the legal fees and reduce okay. the time spent in negotiating the terms of the investment so what what's what's been happening for the longest time in the ecosystem is that the investor likes the startup and then the whole due diligence process ends up going between 3 months to 6 months and the uh, and our aim is to kind of reduce that time frame and if it can be uh, you know crushed down to a bare minimum, simple document. And, uh, and, and you know, if you are able to facilitate that process of expediting the money where it hits the account of the startup uh, founders and they're able to build more efficiently and quickly is the objective of this whole instrument. And I think uh, the ecosystem now has evolved to this extent where we're seeing a plethora of startups in various categories. And yeah. there are funds, you know, with capital, the now, the challenge is to ensure that the due diligence process and the facilitation of that money uh, from the fund to the uh, startup founder is shortened. And that's the core objective of 100x.vc.
1: Got it. And uh, and with iSafe notes, uh, it would be, you know, uh, the you're saying the for a startup to raise funding, it would be uh, lesser than three to six months. Uh, and, and, oh, yes. And lesser legal
0: fees as well oh yes in fact no legal fees at all because you know they don't have to make any amendments in the shareholders documents uh it's a simple uh you know five to six page a document and you know to democratize the entire process uh, we've kind of you know listed all these documents on our website for everybody's perusal uh and it's just a very simple way of uh you know raising money uh, and and we feel that you know it's it's an instrument which Not only startups, but other investors also uh, should be looking at uh, to kind of, you know, give the extra thrust to the whole startup ecosystem.
1: Correct. And so, you know, Shashank, before the call, I was I was mentioning about a company called Toptal in in Silicon sure. Valley, which is, where Toptal is a freelancing platform which connects businesses with you know designers and especially with with developers. And sure. uh, interestingly, you know, the the company is valued at a billion dollars, but uh but somehow there's some controversy where the CEO says uh, that you know uh, 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 that he had raised an X amount of funding on convertible nodes, uh, but uh, uh, but there's some controversy about investors and other co-founders that uh he uh he holds hundred percent of the of the company um so you know um uh, uh, can you talk about the rights and and what are you uh, uh, rights of iSafe node for investors and what are your thoughts on uh on convertible nodes and uh, some 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 situation like like what has happened with about?
0: so i I will not be in a position to comment about this specific issue because I haven't uh, I don't have a deep understanding on the ongoing current scenario but my two cents in terms of um, what can happen in such situations I think it's a fairly simple process if if an X company has raised let's say hundred dollars uh, from investors which is either through a safe node or a convertible node uh, instrument, Uh, What the document essentially, and these are legal documents, uh, the document essentially somewhere will have the uh, will mention that uh, this amount is being given to the founder and uh, in lieu of a uh, future equity, which is, you know, simple agreement for future equity. That's the whole concept of safe notes. Uh, And um, that is. Uh, the definition and uh, the the equity gets converted at a price round, which is, uh, in such scenarios, the second round. Um, right. And that this is a legal document. So uh, if a founder says, uh, you know, at the time of fundraising that, you know, um, second round of fundraising that, you know, uh, I, I am not giving any uh, equity to the previous folks because, you know, I still own 100% of equity uh, is uh, not correct and I don't think so that's applicable though that being said I don't know the specific nuances right. of the company you mentioned but I'm right. sure there must be some other issues to it but in terms of a macro perspective on this note I think it's a very very clear process uh, and should not uh, uh, encounter any particular uh, challenges uh, in, in in terms of the IC which 100x has um, you know, it's for us. It's very simple. If the uh, on the next round the company um, ends up raising um, funding, uh, and we, we ex- we'll hope uh, that you know, it can again work through a sequel safe note, uh, thereby you know pushing the dilution to a third round, which could be a pre-series A round. Uh, but in case they end, whenever they end up raising at the second or third round. Uh, our, our equity gets converted at that point and till then uh, you know i mean there's no, there are no rights there's no shares there's no shareholder's agreement which right. is being amended and most critically if the company is not able to raise uh, it's a write off from our line. so you know and that's the risk which investors need to take um and that and that's a perspective on that
1: correct uh, so shashank i want to understand what is uh, what is the debt- 100x vc would look for an entrepreneur and you know what what would it take for for you to invest into an entrepreneur uh sure. you know who's looking into uh you know uh, raising the first round of funding so so
0: you know uh, uh- Sanjay comes with a wealth of uh, knowledge, information, and experience in having invested in you know hundred plus startups in his personal capacity, and then also a bunch of them through Mehta family office uh, between uh, Southeast Asia, India, and US. And uh, you know, all of us uh, you know take a lot of learnings from just his personal experience. And uh, that being said, you know, all of us are working towards identifying the next. A wave of new entrepreneurs um, coming out of India and I think there's there's a huge huge uh, opportunity over here to uh, work with some great and exceptional founders but uh, while we do that, I think there are key key elements and key things which we look for uh, as a team uh, is first and foremost the ability uh, for experimentation by the founders, okay. their mindset to pivot when required you know and, and Many founders reach that point in life where uh, sometimes the solutions don't work for them. Uh, and for us, that is an important point where uh, the mindset needs to be driven in such a way that, you know, they have the ability to pivot. So a uh, couple of things which we look at. One is founding team, obviously, uh, in terms of their uh, uh, you know complementary skills, uh, ability to experiment, uh, you know, market size opportunities. Uh, is very, very critical and I think in India's growing economy, uh, there are many, many problems to be solved and there is a huge opportunity uh, to build uh, solutions which are not only likely to be uh, used in India, but you know possibly be used in some format or the other in Southeast Asia or Middle East or, you know, at least Asia Pacific and to some level, you know, even on a global level, because, you know, I think everything is becoming very digitized, is Digitize already, so in that context, I think uh, market size opportunity is something which we look at, and we see uh, no reason why founders cannot define that at a very early on stage. Third would obviously be uh, business model strength. While uh, at early stage they might not have the right set of uh, model cracked, uh, but a very uh, you know and a broad insight into how they intend to. Work towards that uh, is something we look for, um, and then, you know, I, in, we feel that you know the next uh, disruption would happen not only in terms of uh, bringing about new technologies uh, or identifying newer markets in a different format, but all the ability for technology to kind of uh, uh, speed up the process of the existing salient markets. And that, I think, in India will play a major, major role. And therefore, any entrepreneur which is who is trying to uh, kind of build out a solution with an unfair advantage, having a very unique mode, is something which we look out for, for sure. Um, and lastly, I think, as investors, we look at a conviction of at least uh, 20x returns on those startups. While some of them might not give us those returns, but in terms of our shortlisting process and identifying which opportunity we feel can grow uh and we can scale with them uh we'll essentially be uh looking at that kind of a return uh while we are shortlisting those opportunities so very quickly to sum it up a uh, founding team uh, market size opportunity business model strength unfair advantage moat and a conviction of minimum 20x returns interesting right? and uh, you know it's one wondering
1: up oh, uh, how does a new VC uh, fund uh, get the deal flow? And, and especially in your case, where, where you're trying to invest into 100 uh, startups in India.
0: That's a great question. So, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I think uh, India is seeing uh, a tremendous growth um, from all, all um, corners of the country. Uh, right. The government has... Uh, uh, know put in various initiatives at the central and state government um, and for us it is very critical to identify uh, early stage entrepreneurs which are uh, you know wanting to build out something sustainable and scalable and uh, with the advent of so many uh, government funded incubators and accelerators across the country okay. uh, in tier 1 tier 2 and tier 3 cities uh, we work very closely with uh, all of them so uh, that's one source of our, uh, uh, you know, uh, deal flow in terms of partner network. Um, and I'm personally a, a mentor at Atal Innovation Mission, uh, so working with all Atal Innovation Mission incubation centers, along with the Department of Science and Technology uh, incubation centers. Uh, there's a wealth of uh, talent over there, which we feel if nurtured in the right direction. Uh, and, you know, and provided with seed capital can build uh, uh, solutions and products for uh, you know uh, digital India or what we call as Bharat uh, the, in the coming days and we see a huge opportunity so the partner network uh, is where we see a lot of deal flow but I think more importantly uh, you know the team's background and uh, largely Sanjay's uh, personal network uh I think there's a lot of deal flow which we've been receiving uh, within our personal uh, network through Sanjay's um, uh, network, through the team member's network, uh, since all of us have been connected within the ecosystem. Uh, In fact, uh, we just lost our class one and we've seen a tremendous uh, surge of applications and it's it's just been um, a great last 45 days, uh, looking at some brilliant ideas. And we are super excited about uh, the number of deals which we'll be seeing going forward as well.
1: Correct. And you know, are, are you sector agnostic, or are you, or do you avoid certain industries uh, which you know, uh, which a you know, VC firm would have decided they wouldn't want to invest? In?
0: So, uh, uh, you know, Rohit, we at 100 xvc are sector agnostic, uh, looking at investing in. Uh, uh, early-stage startups at an MVP or an early uh, traction stage, um, pre-revenue stage as well, Um, and wanting to invest between uh, INR 2.5 to uh, 10 million, which is basically 25 lakhs to uh, 1 CR. And at this stage, uh, I think the key uh, objective for us is to back those startups and founders, which we feel can eventually scale and have the ability to A, uh, sell their product uh, and their product is adopted within their own uh, target segment and B, their ability to raise uh, the next round of funding. And within that, I think we uh, are quite open to uh, any and every sector, um, uh, but considering the ticket size which we are offering we we will look at uh, you know asset light models uh, there's no point in looking at a uh, asset heavy model which is you know like a manufacturing plant wanting right. to doubt another plant uh, but that being said we are quite open to any industry and that includes hardware and blockchain uh, but unfortunately uh, you know blockchain startups have not uh, uh, picked up uh, where we've not seen large VC funds uh, do those, uh, you know, fund such startups. That's also primarily a function because blockchain startups have not been able to get a great adoption within the large corporates uh, in the B2B segment, aka their their revenue streams. And if that is not happening for a particular sector, then, uh, you know, uh, then at an early stage, it, you know, it would not make sense uh, to invest in uh, those segments. But as I said, uh, blockchain is maybe possibly a slightly early for India. Uh, sure. But for Huntex.vc, the entire canvas is open. Uh, we are very sector agnostic. Uh, we are we're currently evaluating deals in aerospace, uh, you know, electric vehicle segments. Uh, we've received a great bunch of applications in uh, consumer services uh, and goods, uh, and B two B obviously remains uh, a sweet spot for us in terms of uh, tech enabled solutions, deep tech solutions, um, and uh, and yeah, so we we, we quite sector agnostic in our approach that way.
1: Correct, and um, uh, you know, Shashank, what what has happened in the last couple of years is that uh, we uh, India's got uh, got to see some some exits. As the biggest one was of of Flipkart, uh, and um, so so. What is your view about India's MA market uh, in years to come? Uh, we've not uh, seen IPOs uh, like what we've seen in China and India, but what are your thoughts on uh, on the on the exits uh, or or you know or what, what the trend? What I've seen with tech startups is that they're staying private for a longer time period, unlike you know how it used to happen in 1990s, where uh, you know companies would uh, would get an IPO in a in, in, in much shorter time frame.
0: So it's a great question, which requires possibly another two-hour-long discussion. But
1: I'll try and try and
0: summarize it as much as I can. So uh, you you know, Rohit, the M&A market and the IPO market, if you look at globally as well, have been uh, you know none of the VC-backed companies, uh, you know, globally speaking, and this is you know possibly data from PitchBook or CB Insights, uh, 1960s onwards, we've seen a very small percentage of companies which are venture-backed uh, go up to the IPO level. Uh, that being said, IPO has never been one of the key strengths as such uh, uh, for at least, you know, venture capital-backed companies, uh, right. while we've seen a bunch of IPOs. So what's been working for this industry for, you know, globally for the last so many years and, and in India? I think uh, India is a different market, and I think here we've seen a bunch of IPOs and we've seen uh, secondary sales, uh, and we've seen large corporates come in and you know uh, acquire companies out, and all of this is good for us. Uh, I, I think uh, this is the second wave of evolution. Uh, I think what we saw uh, from 2008 till 2014 uh, was the first uh, stage of evolution for the venture capital and private equity industry in India, and I think now what we're seeing is the next phase where the the number of startups have increased. I think the ticket size have um, uh, you know, uh, been realigned. Uh, initially, we saw a lot of funds uh, cutting checks upwards of 5 million USD. And now I think those have significantly decreased where everybody understands this opportunity. And why is it a good opportunity? Because we're seeing a lot of B2B startups coming out right. of India where uh, we've got domestic homegrown unicorns. I think in the last... Ten years, if I may say yeah. so, I mean, we've seen good, twenty or twenty-five odd homegrown unicorns come out, and they they've grown so big. As a, as as an example, uh, if you compare large uh, companies in the U.S., they they require service providers. So these kind of large companies have uh, in India, which are homegrown unicorns, have now reached a point where they are also in requirement for. Uh, services by system integrators like you know HPE or Hinduja Global Solutions, which have been doing this for quite some time, and therein lies a lot of opportunities. And we are seeing a lot of products and solutions coming this way. And what happens in a typical B two B engagement? Large corporates tend to kind of figure out if they can uh, give out a POC and then work with these startups. And if everything goes well in terms of uh, you know their their uh, bottom lines and top lines being affected. Uh, in a positive uh, it usually leads to an acquisition which in so many ways is not a not a bad thing for a startup which has just started out let's say five years ago or six years ago this means there's a clear usage of the product and service uh, right. and that's a good sign that's a good indicator so I feel uh, M&A and a large number of deals within this segment need to happen and it's a good sign if those are happening um, IPOs are still happening I think recently we saw India Mart do the the IPO and and we've seen a bunch of them happening over the last few years and I think think those will keep happening but uh, venture capital and startup industry should be focusing on building sustainable products, scalable products for India and not only for India because the kind of solutions the kind of services I think we all are getting used to and building have generally a usage across the globe so there's a huge potential huge potential Uh, where at least, you know, uh, like a lot of companies from India go to the US to do business and that will still be a very, very large chunk. I think the time is going to come where India will become the hotbed for at least the other developing nation like Southeast Asia to come in and kind of do business over here or vice versa. The whole uh, uh, South Asian market can also open up uh while there are other nuances to be considered over there there are multiple challenges over there but uh i think uh, i think exits is a function of uh, a lot of things and it's the ability of the founders to build a sustainable and scalable product which will lead them to move from a seed round to a pre-series a to a series a and there's uh, there is enough uh, data to back uh and shows us that that, is ha- that has been happening and that is going to happen uh, for the next few years. We've got um, a lot of capital. Um, and in a data language, we call this dry powder, which is the capital remaining with the funds to be deployed. And there's a significant dry powder left in India within the venture capital and private equity funds. So there's no dearth of capital. The only objective is uh, if the startups are able to build a scalable product and solution, then uh, they will get funded. And they will continuously uh, receive money uh, and for them it could be a secondary sale wherein a private equity fund can come in buy out the stake or they might get acquired and if they're very, very uh, promising and very, very good, uh, they can possibly go all the way up to IPO. And all of this is good for our ecosystem because we are just starting out. Uh, we have another 10-15 years uh, to really build the story up. Uh, in so many words, I feel we are at the point where possibly China was in 1980s or late 80s. And okay. uh, we only have an upward uh, trajectory to follow. Uh, so uh, whether it's MA, whether it's IPO, um, irrespective of the numbers, I think all of it is good action, which is for which is good for our ecosystem. No,
1: you're absolutely right. You know, India is at a cusp of of this technological revolution. And, you know, it's just going to uh, get better from there. Uh, you no, know, Shashank, you, you've also been an angel investor. And, uh, you know, this is for all the budding uh, angel investors, or or, you know, or even international uh, listeners who would want to invest into, uh, into Indian startups. How much of a portfolio should be into risky investments like, uh, you know, uh, uh, startups?
0: I think the best person to answer this question would be Sanjay because he's done more than 100 plus investments and he's got a much much wider uh, experience to uh, kind of uh, you know shed uh, light from. But uh, I, to be very honest, have uh, you know recently dwelled into angel investing. My first investment was in a fintech startup uh, in uh, May 2018. And uh, which is just in the process of raising another round from a Bangalore based VC fund. Um, And uh, uh, but yeah, I I think uh, I genuinely believe in this asset class. Um, And I fundamentally believe that you know, where our parents were, uh, where uh, our parents' generations were, you know, a couple of years ago, where real estate as an asset was the prime most objective. Uh, for any family i think the coming generation needs to understand startup uh, as an investment asset class and start treating it like that that being said it's not always easy to kind of you know just go out and say i'm not going to buy a house i'm only going to start investing in startups and that's not the wisest thing to do and my advice to uh, and i think this is not only mean i think a lot of people in the silicon valley also uh practice the same principle and these are things which i have also seen and observed uh uh, being done uh by you know prominent angel investors uh, across the globe is that uh, it's never wise to park all your uh eggs in you know just one basket Mm -hmm. and therefore as an example if you go 100 rupees as an investable amount in a year uh, right. You can choose to invest fifty in mutual funds and various other assets which you are comfortable doing, and okay. then leave aside you know five to ten rupees from that hundred rupees, uh, only to experiment with startup investments, and with the uh, with the aim or with the uh, with the notion that you are going to lose that five to ten rupees. So go in okay. with that mindset, and uh, that being said, also when you're investing, look at look at the startups and try and understand what they're trying to build out. And in that process, one will try and, you know, tend to learn a lot. I had a great vantage point because uh, of the of the place and the situation I was in terms of my career where I happened to see a lot of deal flow. Uh, but, you know, let's say today I'm trying to convince my dad to invest in startups and, and you know, he's, he's trying to follow the same principle wherein, you know, Uh, Out of the hundred rupees, he's decided to kind of park five to ten rupees just for this investment asset class. So that kind of inculcation within the ecosystem for the uh, uh, non-experienced investors is very critical. I think everybody today needs to start acknowledging angel investments and they need to start acknowledging what startups can bring onto the table, uh, the government's drive of working with the startups. There's a huge opportunity in B2G. There's already an existing opportunity which, which has been uh, backed by multiple VCs in B2B and B2C segment, and I think this is a, this is something which you cannot ignore. And uh, I would encourage everybody to develop a mindset to you know uh, start looking at this asset investment uh, class and uh, uh, you know, parking some portion of your uh, investment. Uh, Yearly amount into this, and uh, it's it's going to be an interesting journey uh, over the next ten years. And this this uh, asset class is definitely going to going to grow.
1: Yeah, so those some great insights about Indian investing in India. I just quickly want to do, do the top. three. Uh, what's your favorite business book?
0: So um, a lot of them, but I think from a startup perspective, I think where uh, I you know I I took my key learnings from at least. Uh, some of the some of the concepts and the story format was known to me, but I think it was just a wonderful experience uh, reading this book, uh, which was Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson, and I, I think it's a great book for all entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, uh, I think the book clearly narrated the fact that the importance of you know dreaming, uh, having a co-founding team, um, you know, your aggression, your Enthusiasm to build out, looking at the details. I think there's a lot of lot of things which uh, uh, that book uh, gave in terms of insights, and I, I think that still remains one of the best books I've read in, in uh, at least the last couple of years. And there are multiple of them. I think uh, there's also um, um, yeah yeah Steve Jobs remains the uh, the top one but I think Elon Musk uh, uh, comes in second um, and both books are amazing both books are right. amazing
1: absolutely and you know if you could go back in time when you uh, had started uh, you know raising your your, your first uh, VC fund what is the one thing you would have focused on or something you would have done differently
0: so I mean ICD, I, I don't think so. I'm uh, qualified to answer this question because we, I'm just getting started Um right. Um, and you know the journey has just begun for us. Uh, we uh, we we're just getting started in terms of fundraising. We've gotten Netta uh, Family Office as uh, the sponsors for the fund. Uh, we've got great folks, uh, and you know we're getting to share and get their wisdom. Um, folks like Sanjay Mehta, Niranath Karpe, who's uh, the ex managing director for Computer Associates and ex CEO for uh, Aptec. Uh, Yagnesh, who is the ex CFO for um, Mahesh Tutorials and uh, uh, operating partner for PSM Venture Partners, uh, and then you know Vatsal, who is a young lad, uh, great with technology, and also part of the Meta family office. And I think uh, from a fun perspective, this is this is uh, a new phase for me. Uh, I've always been on the startup side, where I have uh, uh, been part of a startup which was. Uh, selling services to the venture capital and private equity ecosystem, which happened to grow and uh, eventually had an exit through an acquisition, um, and okay. and very recently I moved into angel investment and uh, and then obviously now this fund. So for us, I, I I think if you this question becomes more relevant for me, maybe possibly ten years down the line. <laughs>
1: okay. And and do you have any favorite online tools? Example: Gmail, Slack, Zoom.
0: Oh, G Suite is is just simply uh, superb, I think, for me. Um, At a company, I think G Suite works really, really well. Um, I think it's just phenomenal, uh, the kind of work which can be done, expedited. um, And I think it's a great tool, uh, not only for startups, I think for many, many organizations and, and to the extent that uh, large organizations to seriously start looking at this tool. Uh, it's just a lot more efficient and easy to use. Uh, I simply love it.
1: Okay, and I've got another one for you, if I may. Do uh, do you do you, uh, do you have any recent investment which you're excited about?
0: So I am, uh, as I mentioned, you know, my first uh, investment, uh, which is a fintech company called Indo Investing. Okay. Uh, where i'm one of the angel investors um, very very excited about this uh, they should be closing their second round very soon um, and it's a startup which is developing uh you know treasury management solutions for cooperative banks uh, as opposed to large private banks and that's a huge space uh, there are multiple uh, cooperative banks across india and uh, uh, you know their combined wealth uh, can easily uh, and actually does exceed all the private banks and a huge opportunity to automate and digitize that process of large cooperative banks to manage their uh, uh, money. And this tool is doing uh, just that. And the founders are super uh, Kushal and Parthesh and Kushal has been an uh, ex-hedge fund guy himself and uh, is exceptional in terms of how they've executed the startup the product uh, going down to the uh, level of details which they have uh, and in terms of cu- customer and client interaction so i'm very very optimistic and gung ho about this particular startup and uh, very excited to see where they go
1: uh what is the best way people can reach out to you
0: so uh, the best way to reach out to us is you know visit our website um, all the details are listed on www.100x.vc. Uh, if you're a startup uh, uh, you know, looking to raise money uh, at an early stage, MVP or early traction, uh, please send us your pitch deck at uh, pitch at 100x.vc. Uh, if you're an investor or partner looking to co-invest with 100x.vc, uh, write into um, hello at 100x.vc. Uh, for any other further information, you can visit our website uh, to understand more about iSafe. Uh, we've listed down the iSafe documents for everybody's perusals uh, with uh, a section on frequently asked questions. Um, and we are very approachable and uh, happy to be uh, part of the whole ecosystem.
1: Okay, well, we'll put that in the show notes. Uh, Shashank, uh, best of luck for for, for your journey as a, as a VC. And thank you so much for coming onto the show.
0: Thank you, Rohit, for ha- having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I look forward to meeting you soon. Thank you.
1: Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com.